Hello, my name is Ho Jun Yoon. You're listening to Medicine on the Way. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Autumn in New York. It is November 2013. This is episode number 28. And today's topic is otitis media. Otitis media is an inflammation of the middle ear cleft. Otitis media is categorized into two subtypes: acute otitis media and otitis media with effusion. Acute otitis media is middle ear inflammation in the absence of effusion. If there are three or more episodes of acute otitis media in six months, or four or more episodes in twelve months with complete resolution of symptoms between episodes, it is called recurrent acute otitis media. Otitis media with effusion is defined as the presence of a middle ear effusion for three months or more. Effusions in the middle ear space may be sterile or purulent, so it is wrong to describe all effusions as serous or transudative. The eustachian tube connects the middle ear space to the nasopharynx. Eustachian tube dysfunction is the primary pathogenesis of all forms of otitis media. The functions of eustachian tube include. Providing air to the middle ear space to equalize the middle ear pressure to atmospheric pressure, and preventing nasopharyngeal contents from entering to the middle ear. Otitis media develops when the uh, eustachian tube is obstructed, either by uh, anatomical anomaly, for instance, adenoid hypertrophy, functional anomalies、uh, such as failure of contraction of tensor villi palatini during swallowing. Or a viral upper respiratory tract infection. Most acute otitis media cases are preceded by upper respiratory tract infections caused by viruses. However, the majority of acute otitis media is caused by bacteria. In other words, a viral upper respiratory tract infection causes eustachian tube obstruction. And fluid and mucus get accumulated in the middle ear, which becomes secondarily infected by bacteria. Three most common bacteria found in acute otitis media inclu- include Streptococcus pneumoniae, Haemophilus influenzae, and Morxella catarrhalis. Otitis media with effusion has a similar pathophysiology of acute otitis media, in which eustachian tube dysfunction plays a vital role. Acute otitis media is usually presented with otalgia, fever, pyrexia, otorrhea, decreased hearing, and thickened or bulging tympanic membrane. Children less than two years of age may present with generalized irritability, insomnia, and fuziness. Otoscopy helps make diagnosis of acute otitis media, and the classic finding includes a hyperemic, thickened, immobile tympanic membrane. 
or tightest media with effusion is generally presented with decreased hearing. In mobile tympanic membrane that is dull and gray or yellow tinged color is demonstrated by otoscopy. Air fluid levels or bubbles can be observed even when the tympanic membrane is clear. Tympanometry objectively evaluates tympanic membrane mobility. A probe is placed in the external auditory canal and measures the amount of sound energy returned. Patients with otitis media with effusion show flat tracings, which indicate fluid in the middle ear space. Serial uh, audiometry can be performed to help diagnose otitis media with effusion. Conductive hearing loss is most often found in otitis media with effusion. When middle ear empyema is severe, the tympanic membrane can be bulged outward and rupture. This is accompanied by a sudden decrease in pain and otoria. Although spontaneous healing may occur with appropriate treatment, perforated tympanic membrane can predispose patients to develop chronic otitis media. Mastoid tenderness in acute otitis media is due to the presence of pus within the mastoid air cells. However, Tenderness alone does not indicate suppurative mastoiditis, in which surgery may be needed. Frank swelling over the mastoid bone with cranial neuropathies requires urgent care. European countries are in nowadays taking conservative approach in treating acute otitis media, whereas in the U.S., antibiotic therapy is still the main treatment. Amoxicillin 80 to 90 mg per kilo per day is the first choice oral antibiotic. In resistant cases, cephalosporin or amoxicillin with clavulinate combinations are used as alternatives. A treatment algorithm has been developed by the CDC. Antibiotic therapy is given based on the severity of otitis media, patient's age, and certainty of diagnosis of acute otitis media. The algorithm defines a certain acute otitis media when three criteria are met. 1. Rapid onset. 2. Signs of middle ear effusion demonstrated by bulged tympanic membrane, immobile tympanic membrane, otoria, or air fluid levels. 3. Signs and symptoms of middle ear inflammation demonstrated by otalgia or tympanic membrane erythema. Moreover, the algorithm defines severe illness with moderate to severe otalgia or fever equal to or greater than 39 Celsius degree. When diagnosis of acute otitis media is certain, Antibiotic therapy is given if patients are less than 2 years old or when the infection is severe as it was just defined. If patients with acute otitis media is 2 years old or older and has non-severe illness, observation is an option as long as the patient can follow up. When diagnosis of acute otitis media is uncertain, that is, all three criteria are not met, 
Antibiotic is given only when patients are less than six months old. For those between six months and two years old, antibiotic is given only when this infection is severe. For those with non-severe illness and those who are two years old or older, observation is recommended. In the CDC treatment algorithm, otitis media with effusion is demonstrated by the presence of effusion. When signs or symptoms of acute infections are absent, antibiotic treatment may not be recommended in acute otitis media effusion. If a parent or caregiver shows a strong aversion to impending surgery, a single course of treatment for 10 to 14 days may be used. Antibiotic prophylaxis may be considered for recurrent acute otitis media. Single daily oral doses of sulfamethoxazole or amoxicillin are given over a period of 1 to 3 months. Failure of this regimen to control infection is an indication for insertion of a ventilating tube. Tympanocentesis is performed for immunocompromised patients, and when otitis media persists or recurs even after multiple courses of antibiotics. In tympanocentesis, a 20-gauge spinal needle is bent at 90 degrees to the hub and attached to a 3-milliliter syringe. The needle is inserted through the inferior portion of the tympanic membrane and aspirate the fluid accumulated in the middle ear space. Meringotomy is recommended for patients with severe otalgia or when complications of otitis such as mastoiditis and meningitis have developed. Surgical management is the mainstay of treatment for chronic otitis media with effusion. Surgery is recommended when patients demonstrate hearing loss and persistent middle ear effusion for 4 to 6 months. Tympanostomy tube uh, placement is the treatment of choice for chronic otitis media with effusion. Tympanostomy tubes aerate the middle ear space and prevent accumulation of middle ear inflammation and effusion. Otitis media has several complications and it is important to know them. Recurrent acute otitis media can result in chronic otitis media. Chronic otitis media often presents with tympanic membrane perforation and osseous changes such as sclerosis and osteitis. Staphylococcus aureus, Pseudomona aeruginosa, and Proteus species are commonly found in chronic otitis media. The hallmarks of chronic otitis media are purulent discharge and conductive hearing loss. Topical antibiotic drops are used for exacerbations. Definitive treatment for chronic otitis media is tympanic membrane repair. Acute suppurative mastoiditis is characterized by postauricular pain and erythema associated with a spiking fever. CT scan demonstrates coalescence of the mastoid air cell due to destruction of their bony septa. As treatments, intravenous antibiotics are given and meringotomy is performed for culture and drainage. 
If the medical therapies fail, mastoidectomy is indicated. Cholesteatoma results from prolonged eustachian tube dysfunction. Chronic negative middle ear pressure draws inward the upper flaccid portion of the tympanic membrane. A squamous epithelium-lined sac is created, and this may be chronically infected by being filled with desquamated keratin. Cholesteatomas erode the ossicular chain and penetrates the mastoid. Otoscopy demonstrates a marginal tympanic membrane perforation that exudes keratin debris. Surgical marsupialization of the sac or its complete removal is needed. The most common intracranial complication of ear infection is otogenic meningitis. Acute infection is caused by streptococcus pneumonia and hemophilus influenzae spreading via blood circulation. In chronic condition, infections spread through the petrosquamous suture line or direct extension via the dural plates of the petrous pyramid. Epidural abscesses occur from direct extension of the disease. Epidural abscesses present with low-grade fever, deep local pain, and headache. The predominant organisms are Staphylococcus aureus, Streptococcus pyogenes, and Streptococcus pneumoniae. Facial palsy results from inflammation of the seventh cranial nerve in its middle ear segment. Treatment consists of meringotomy for drainage and culture, followed by IV antibiotics. Septic thromboflevitis can be caused by the infection within the mastoid air cells that are adjacent to the sigmoid sinus. Systemic sepsis accompanied by increased intracranial pressure may develop. Diagnosis is made non-invasively by magnetic resonance venography. Treatment is IV antibiotics. Surgical drainage with ligation of the internal jugular vein may be recommended if embolization is suspected. In Petros epicytis, there is a persistent infection in the medial portion of Petros bone. Petros epicytis is characterized by 6th cranial nerve palsy, foul discharge, and deep ear and retroorbital pain. Prolonged antibiotic is given and surgical drainage via Petros epicectomy is performed. Okay, this is it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. My name is Ho Jun Yoon and this is Medicine on the Way.